0: Good morning and welcome to CEO Coach. I'm Jillian Music, co founder of Moz, and I'm here with my partner, Ann Kennedy, author of Global Search Engine Marketing and also founder of one of the world's first consortiums of international search marketing companies. Together, we are serial entrepreneurs. We help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. You can find out more at OutlinesVenture.com. Welcome, Ann hi jillian how are you this morning i'm doing great it's good to have you on the show as always and today we're going to talk about traction it's kind of like talking about fractions (laughs) Fractions, traction Traction. or
1: or car wheels you know (laughs) tires
0: what what are you talking about actually it's 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 closer to traction and tires actually because That is where the word comes from, right? How do you know that you got some grip on the ground and you're making progress? Yeah, that's how it comes from. So anyway, this is going to be kind of a fun show. I think we've got a couple of really good articles. So everybody, we're going to throw those on Facebook at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Again, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Go check it out. You'll see the links to the articles we're going to talk about here today. So... Let's see a couple of them. We are working on what we've learned from Lean Stack, from Ash, right, Maria, and um, also from Jane Mazier, who wrote an excellent article on
1: milestones versus cash as a measure of traction. Excellent stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, Ash was also the author of Running Lean, which you can get on Amazon. We'll put the link up there, which explains their their method and their process for what he's talking about for developing traction and running lean. He's got a few key points, which I'll just run through real quick. He said the first step is look at your business model, not your solutions as the product. In other words, you're running a business that produces whatever your products are, your solutions if you're in a tech company, but what you really need to pay attention to is your model. And then as you do that, look at what's riskiest, not what is easiest in your business model. I think there's a tendency sometimes, Jillian, for people to think, oh, we'll get the easy stuff out of the way first. But actually, it's really all about taking risks. Hmm.
0: So you're saying rather than identifying your business by what it sells – identify your business model as your, if you will, unique selling proposition as your special sauce.
1: As I think about that, it's related to something that I say a lot, that ideas and products are easy to come by, but without a model for distributing them, you're not going to get anywhere. And I think that's how I take what uh, Ash Ashmari is saying to us here is you, you really need to view your business model as the business, not the product.
0: I would totally agree. Right. With kind of the product is your shiny thing, and we tend to focus on it. Now, it doesn't mean that your product, which could be a piece of software, a SaaS-delivered service, you know, a hard product, a wearable, who knows what, it doesn't mean that that can be crappy. You have to deliver it, and you have to deliver it well. But I totally agree with what Anne's saying here. You've got to get the business model, which is your distribution system and all the processes in order. That is your key component of success because almost anybody can pick up the product and go away with it. Not everybody can get it out to market. Okay, so what about running with the most risky things first, rather than running with the stuff that's safe? Why wouldn't you build your company starting with the safe stuff?
1: Because in the risk is the opportunity. And mm. that I think that's a one of those basic tenants of life, <laughs> you know. I think mm-hmm. the Chinese symbol for danger also is for opportunity, you know, or, or risk. You know, sense. they're they're so related. Mm-hmm. However, all of that said, we just don't want anybody to think they're supposed to run headlong into the risky stuff. You have mm-hmm. to run small, fast experiments to test your risky assumptions, because. That will give you results that you can then allow yourself to pivot or persevere before you run out of money. And one so, of, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, you know what, And we have a company in our portfolio right now where we're doing some big marketing push. And one of those marketing companies, and I don't mind naming it, it's Aim Clear, Marty Weintraub, really one of the uh, icons in social search. He's working on it with us. And he said something quite brilliant that was related to this the other week. He said that we're going to let this thing run for four days and reassess every four days. I thought, holy cow, you're going to do this for just a few days and make decisions on that? And what he was really saying is he's running risky propositions in terms of how to reach the customers, how to grow user bases, all kinds of things, right? And he's going to do it quickly in short little bursts rather than spending a fortune on a great deal of creatives and to focus and the whole bit and so on and so forth, all the way down the line, only to find out four or five months later that it didn't work.
1: And that is so... Aligned with everything we understand about the uh, digital economy is that things happen quickly. You have to be able to respond quickly. We have the information. We get the data. We can respond quickly. And uh, the point is Uh to seize that opportunity and do so. So one of my favorite things about running tests, of course, is you need to invest enough to get good data. And we've had many, many guests on our show, including Bill Hunt from Back Azimuth, say, Uh invest enough to get a decent amount of data. So you have to balance that with not running out of resources. But there it is. You You'd have to test, rinse, repeat. Test, rinse, repeat. That, okay, that's-
0: so let's, let's connect that with traction now because what we're t- talking about here is really about lean startup and all of that makes sense. But how do you then gain the traction, measure the traction, understand what traction is? Um, so maybe we should move on to what Jane was talking about, right? And again, that link to these articles will be on our Facebook page, com slash CEO Coach Podcast, okay? So Jane talks about milestones which could be You know, you're going to set a milestone for a particular effort, maybe a marketing effort we've just been talking about, for example, and says, now, you're going to, um, you know, kind of go with the risky things, if you will, quickly A, B test things and so on. And now, how do you know if you've reached traction? How do you know if you're supposed to pivot there? What she said was that the milestones have, you know, a uh, kind of a form to them, right? First of all, you have to know what it is you're after. That doesn't have anything to do with cash necessarily, right? If you're going to take a marketing test and find out whether or not it will increase sales, you're going to have to take a measure of the metrics well before you close a sales deal, right? So you're going to have to look at those interim metrics and see whether or not they're valuable to your company. I think we should probably, uh, you know, take a break a little early here, Anne, and then get into all of the things that Jane talks about in terms of milestones that don't necessarily have to do with cash and how they will demonstrate traction for your company and for your investors and how you can leverage them to your advantage.
1: Okay, then. This is Anne Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we are talking about traction and how to get it, and we will be back after these messages.
2: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at com. SEO Rockstars. The wonderful PPC ads that we're running oh. on Google. BrianMark.Blogspot.com. He's captured them all, and he did that partly for me because none of you jerks were running those ads in Canada.
1: Oh, yeah, because nobody cares about Canada. Nobody
2: cares. No. SEO Rockstar. Live broadcast Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and I am here with my buddy, Jillian Music, talking about traction what it is, how to get it. And, Jillian, you were talking about some really great input from Jane Mazur about milestones.
0: Yes. So milestones are things by which we measure traction, right? It's a goal. You set the goal, and you say, I want to reach that thing by X date, and then you measure yourself against it. You see how you've done, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be around capital. We always think of traction as, okay, how many people are looking and how many people are buying and how much cash have you got in the bank? and It's not always about cash, Right, So milestones, I think Jane was really good about taking a very unvarnished look at this concept of milestones as traction method. And she warns us that milestones can have a major downside for the entrepreneur. And it's especially true if you are unrealistically optimistic. So setting clear expectations on your milestone, right, and not screwing around with this pie and the sty stuff is super important. A milestone that is poorly formed and overly optimistic becomes a millstone, not a milestone. I thought that was brilliantly put. It becomes a millstone. It drags you and your team towards this wholly inappropriate outcomes. You can't achieve it, and you do stupid stuff to get there. And you can't do it. All right, so w- by comparison, well formed and thought out milestones that are pre agreed to between all the parties, usually between you and your investors or you and your board, just saying, right? Yeah. They provide many benefits. Not the least of which is the sense of having earned the cash through achieving something meaningful. Now, what we're really saying is that if you make an agreement with your investors that you will get investment based on milestones, right, you and your team can work toward a milestone knowing that the next tranche of investment to achieve the next stage will be coming once the first is achieved. That's a fascinating way to look at getting invested,
1: She had a comment in her article that I think is worth repeating. She said too much cash can actually be a problem, and she said it's easy to spend a million dollars. It's harder to spend it wisely and even harder to make $2 million doing so.
0: Yes, and I actually often have this conversation with venture capitalists about whether or not a company is ready for an investment of X size or more. Anne and I work with very early stage companies, so idea to first launch idea through Series A. And as I talk to those Series A investment venture capitalists, investors, I say to them sometimes, you know, yeah, you should be looking at this company here. They're ready for this and that and the next thing, and that company is not, right? I'll tell you when they get there. Now, I'm not, you know, maligning my companies in my own portfolio. I just know that they're not ready yet to receive those kinds of things. If you tranche the investment, you do better at it. So suppose you are a startup CEO, and you've already received this monster tranche of capital, right? Or you're about to, you know, it's pretty exciting time, somebody's going to throw you 3 million, 5 million, 10 million, whatever it is, and you're supposed to meet it out now. But it is a little overwhelming. The question is, how will you spend it and do it wisely, as Anne points out? One of the things you might want to think about doing is segmenting it Yourself. We're going to unlock this sum of capital now, and that enables, by the way, your CFO or whoever's managing your finances to go take the rest of that tranche and put it in maybe a short-term CD or something that will earn you even more money on it because every dollar counts, right? But you have unlocked a certain amount of capital, and when you reach a particular milestone, then you will unlock the second one. So you want to make sure you've got some absolutely, you know, fluid capital, and some of it you can either mentally lock away or even physically lock away with a very short-term CD. Because, you know, what happens if you hit your milestone in three months instead of six months? Maybe you only want to buy a three-month CD, but at least it'll make you a few bucks. All right, you get the idea. So. The concept is milestones can be measures of traction, and with measures of traction, you can unlock if you will rewards or even impetus to get to the next level so and let's let's talk about you know some of the obvious targets for extremely well validated traction you know obviously it 's revenue, profitability, but how about Indeed. we you know dig in deeper
1: sure well oh. What makes a good milestone? It should be measurable. It should be simple. It should be constructed out of markers that you can track and track. Remember what we were talking about in the last section of even, you know, every few days. And one thing that Mm -hmm. makes a milestone valuable for the entrepreneur is that the milestone should be based on measuring traction that is externally validated.
0: That's the killer piece, and I totally agree. If you have external validation of whatever milestone you set, then you remove the subjectivity. Right? You remove it from yourself, your team, and perhaps your investor. Again, most of the startup CEOs listening to this show will not have an investment process whereby they literally unlock capital when they reach milestones. It's a great idea, and more companies should probably do it, but it's not going to happen in most cases. So what you have to do is segment it yourself, but unlock it when you can get external validation of your milestone. If you put subjectivity into it, you're just going to play games with it. Right. So things that don't work, Anne, what doesn't work?
1: What doesn't work?
0: I'd say excessively (sighs) complex milestones, for starters.
1: Yes, because... They're excessively complex and complexity (laughs) is just in and of itself a problem. You know, one of our important cultural things in Outlines Venture Group is simplicity Mm -hmm. and clarity and complexity just doesn't doesn't work. You can bury yourself in fancy spreadsheets and come out with Mm -hmm. such an overwhelming amount of data that you can't make a decision. So keep them simple.
0: Think about the metrics that you use as a CEO to look at whether your company is succeeding or failing. Right? Again, uh, Ma's example. We used to look at, for example, how many people showed up at the website. Yes, but we would look at time on site, the number of pages they looked at, the depth of engagement. We'd look at the number of comments and the depth of the comments on things like blog posts. If people are just throwing a few thumbs up and down, this is not engagement. Right? We would look at how many people were submitting UMAS posts. Right, These are entire blog posts that they would like to publish on our platform rather than their own websites. That's amazing engagement. We would look at those few things and say, that's good enough. Now we can figure out whether we're gaining or losing traction. You should find the same thing for your company. What few metrics will do it? Make it
1: simple, folks. The next thing that really doesn't work is having no flexibility to change in direction to find better milestones or an alternate route. In other words, being so stuck that you can't pivot when you need to.
0: Totally agree. Be prepared to do that, right? Because that's what milestones are all about. If you set a milestone and you find yourself unable to achieve it, you've got to find out why. It might be that you're approaching it from a bad angle. It might mean that the milestone kind of isn't going to get achieved, that you've got to pivot entirely. To go do something different. That's huge. So um, as long as the discussion takes place very early on between you and your team or you and perhaps your investors, if you are doing investment this way, right, this is going to really work, right? When trouble is first spotted, you can change course, and that's a good thing but if you attempt to kind of explain away last minute you know failure to achieve milestones you know and so on at the last minute by pivoting yeah you're just BSing and it you know really your failure cannot be cured by playing games with milestones at that stage of the game
1: and if you base your milestones on externally measured well thought out markers your investment and growth process is obviously going to be a bit more manageable for both your investors and the entrepreneurs as well. Mm-hmm.
0: The, the last thing that uh, Jane talks about, I think, is really also important. Um, she says this is the bitterest of all for the entrepreneur to swallow. There are times when this almost maniacal stick-to-itiveness you know, that an entrepreneur must possess to succeed actually causes them to hang on to their idea far beyond its use Right. Yeah. In other words, they really should give it up. These milestones and the focus on achieving the interim ones will help you know when it's time to give up instead of going on and on and on. There's a wonderful quote, and I'm going to quote direct from Jane's article, and I strongly urge you listeners to check out that link in the Facebook page at CEO Coach Podcast. So again, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast, all right? Jane Muzzer's article. She says, A failed set of milestones can then be a beneficial indicator of warning flare, right? of a possible sinking ship allowing them to finally throw in what remains of the towel and to move on to something new, different, and better. Thus the failed milestone is then the trigger for them to cut their losses, embark on a new journey, almost a badge of honor in some places, right? that they might otherwise have missed enduring a much longer drawn out and miserable failure. Of course, maintaining a milestone-based investment approach takes a lot more interaction and work on the part of the investor. And I would postulate in here, not quoting from Jane now, that it also takes a great deal of discipline if you're going to set it up for yourself. If you've received a great deal of cash, you can segment it, but it takes a great deal of discipline. There will be upsets when the milestones are not achieved, as well as serious discussions when they need to be altered. But ultimately, they're deeply beneficial to all parties. Because nothing beats achievement and doing what you said you would.
1: Wonderful quote. Wonderful quote. So let's take a break and come back with some top tips about gaining traction in your company.
2: More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101.
0: Catch us Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or
2: on demand anytime inside the search engine optimization channel only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
1: Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and we are talking about traction, why you need it, how to get it, and most importantly, how and who should measure it. So here we are. Jillian, what can you say About top tips? About top tips, about tracking. Okay,
0: here we go. I'd say consider what metrics would indicate that you're succeeding or failing, and consider those metrics that are beyond just the cash metrics. In other words, keep them very simple, very short, and be able to track them kind of daily, but certainly track them month over month. Right? Increasing signs, decreasing churn, who knows what it is. But you will know what simple metrics. Make you win or lose in your company. That's going to serve you in so many ways, and I find so many CEOs who don't have a handle on that yet. Okay, that would be my top tip.
1: Then the next
0: tip. All right, uh, next one. Discuss the idea of investment based. Uh, on milestones with potential investors. You may find that folks who are not ready quite to invest, you know, a whole chunk of change might be more interested in investing in your company with that kind of a concept. It's an interesting way to invest. Not that out of the box. I mean, you know, a few people are talking about it out there. It's not that out of the box. I'd say both angels and VCs should consider what to do with money that way. They probably commit the entire amount but they unlock it as you reach the milestones. You've got to be willing to, you know, put into your, your enterprise, you know, the effort uh, based on these kinds of metrics, though, right? You've got to say, I will work toward these interim milestones, and you have to develop those with your potential investors. So I'd say that's my second tip.
1: Consider doing that with investors. And if I'm understanding you correctly, you do this early in the game, you do this I, as I, you plan your business.
0: I would do that as I plan the business. I would do it as I'm seeking investment. If you're getting a little bit of pushback in, you know, getting that uh, one, three, five, ten million dollar investment and so on, consider throwing that into the mix. Say, how do you guys feel about, you know, a tranched investment uh, schedule? Right. Here are some of the milestones that we think we should be achieving, and we do believe these are achievable. At this one, that one, and the next one, would you be willing to put in another $1.5 million, another $2 million, another $5 million, and so on? That might make your investors more comfortable. So yes, I would possibly get that going reasonably early in the conversation, but if you're having trouble raising it, I'd certainly get it going late in the conversation. Like that. <laughs> <now. laughs>
1: yeah. The do not pass go <laughs> and collect $200. Right. Absolutely. And then the third tip, just, Sounds so easy, but really (laughs) hard to do.
0: Really, it's using these milestones to know when you've won and to know when to call it a day. So again, even if you're going to set milestones having nothing to do with investment strategy and so on, you're going to use it to tranche out capital that you already have or that you're acquiring through, you know, the usual form of investment, one tranche at a time, right? Just a big chunk. Even if you do that, Use those milestones internally among all of your staff, and certainly for yourself to know when are we winning, and when is it really time to just throw in the towel.
1: Yep, I'm reminded that's of about a, <laughs> yeah, I'm reminded of a Molly <clears throat> Ivins quote: uh, "If you find yourself in the hole, it's time to stop digging." <laughs> yes, <laughs> and the, the the milestones and that you mark will help you figure out when that is, and also when you've won and that that's such an important thing to to know and have that sense of achieving Something that you actually said you were going to do. Yes, uh,
0: Jane points that out. There's nothing so satisfying as achieving what you said you were going to achieve. And the milestones are actually quite useful as well for, if you will, your corporate culture for helping your team acknowledge when they have achieved that next thing, and for seeing that it unlocks the next game. It's really the gamification of the startup process, right? You achieve this, you unlock the next key or the next clue or slay more
1: dragons, right? Yeah. Hey, we could do a whole show (laughs) on that. on dragons? On slaying dragons, horse, <laughs> on <yes>. dragons and <laughs> tilting at windmills. Who knows? Uh, we are uh, out of time, unfortunately. That's it this Monday for CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at webmasterradio.fm for their support. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You can find links and more on facebook.com slash Podcast. Stop by and hit the like button so we know you were there and tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. I'm Ann Kennedy and with Jillian Music. Thanks, Jillian. Thanks, Ann. See you next week. And you can find out more about how we help companies to launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at outlinesventure.com. Till next week.
2: The opinions expressed on this program